You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that today we are brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you for your plumbing needs and repairs just go to newworksplumbing.com and remember if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem they'll be there with their 24 7 service that's newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x-plumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Have you ever really thought about what video does to change your perception of an event? When you see something as opposed to reading about something, when you see the video, you really don't need any words attached to it. You can see for yourself. And in most instances, not all, the video is black and white and there's not a lot of gray area. There are many illustrations of this. Let's first of all talk about Cincinnati Bengals running back, Joe Mixon, who, by the way, has got a C on the front of his jersey as one of the Bengals captains. There is a warrant out for the arrest of Mixon for allegedly pointing a firearm at a woman's face. Now, I want to go back to an article on January 21st of this year by Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. And I thought it was very interesting on this topic. The headline was, NFL rarely cares about vile behavior unless there's video evidence. Phil starts off his column by writing, since Monday night, January 2nd, when Bill's defensive back Tamar Hamlin collapsed from cardiac arrest during ESPN's national telecast, I can't shake the role of video as so powerful that it can make a thousand descriptive words, including facts, meaningless. What would have happened to star Rutgers running back Ray Rice had his NFL career with the Ravens not abruptly ended when video revealed him punching out his fiancée outside an Atlantic City casino resort elevator? The nationally viewed gasp-inducing video appeared during the 2014 offseason, leading to Rice's suspension, then release. He never played again. But would his career have continued had there been no such video? My guess, yes. Sunday, the Bengals played the Bills in a playoff game on CBS. 
Scheduled to start at running back for Cincinnati is Joe Mixon. The telecast is highly unlikely to include Jim Nance or Tony Romo citing significant details of Mixon's career. In 2014, as a top recruit to Oklahoma, Mixon was suspended for one season after punching a woman in a restaurant, breaking four bones in her face with what was described by the Oklahoma media and much later seen as a devastating right hook that knocked her off her feet. The woman, Amelia Monitor, then 20 and an OU student, told Oklahoma media she'd never seen Mixon before he first harassed her, then attacked her. Quote, he punched me one time. He broke my face in four places. My nose, my sinuses, they're broken. End quote. She expected reprisals from OU fans. Quote, that's my big fear. I've been told to stay off social media to avoid fans coming after me, end quote. Phil writes, college football fans can be very devoted that way. Mixon was allowed to remain enrolled and continue to receive the benefits from his full scholarship. He entered an Alfred plea, maintaining his innocence while recognizing the evidence against him, then granted a deferred sentence for misdemeanor assault. He returned in 2015 to lead the Sooners to the college football playoff and became the Bengals' 2017 second-round pick. Oddly enough, or maybe not, there was and is video of the assault, but local authorities refused for the next two years to release it. I've watched. It's sickening. So Sunday... As CBS is highly, uh, highly unlikely to even briefly mention, Mixon is scheduled to start a playoff game despite his vicious assault of a young woman eight and a half years earlier as seen on two-year delayed video. Would he have been allowed to remain at OU, then drafted by an NFL team, had that video been immediately released, or would he have been charged with felony assault? How about that? Phil ends his story, very interesting, about Damar Hamlin. He writes, three days after Hamlin nearly died before a national TV audience, a 16-year-old girl named Ashari Hughes died after a medical episode during a high school flag football game in Las Vegas. That made quick, scant news. There was... No video. How interesting is that? And how true is that? I'll ask you a question. Before that Monday night game where DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field in Cincinnati, had you ever heard of DeMar Hamlin? I mean, you'd have to be a Buffalo Bills fan or a real, you know, avid NFL fan to know the name of DeMar Hamlin. But he became a household name that night. He had the country praying for him. He had people of all ethnicities, generations, extending prayers, wishing the very best for DeMar Hamlin. And it was on video and it was on national television. What would have happened if that had happened to DeMar Hamlin on the practice field? And there was no video. Now, I'm aware that all practices are videoed, but I'm trying to make a point here. If that same episode had happened 
during a Buffalo Bills practice and we had not all been watching and we didn't get a chance to see it, would we have had the outpouring of emotion, love, and prayers for DeMar Hamlin? Probably not. But because we watched it, because it was live, video, we have a completely different view of that event. Now back to Joe Mixon. Phil makes a great point about the release and the delay of that video. Would have he ever continued his career at Oklahoma for the Sooners if that video had been released right away? I think the answer to that question is no. And again, there's an arrest warrant out for a menacing charge, okay? The complaint was filed yesterday in Hamilton County in Ohio. Uh, The typical stupid statement by the Bengals that I'm not going to read. According to the warrant, Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at an individual on January 22nd and said the person should be, quote, popped in the face. The warrant states that the incident occurred in downtown Cincinnati. You ready for this? One day before the Bills beat the Bills in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. How about that? Man. Mixon's agent, by the way, said he expects Hamilton County to drop the charges, said that it was a rush to judgment. Quote, I really feel that police have an obligation before they file charges because of the damage that can be done to the person's reputation to do their work. I would agree with that. Innocent until proven guilty, unless you have video of an individual punching a woman in the face and breaking four bones in her face. Then, personally, I don't think you're innocent until proven guilty. But we don't have video of this alleged incident from Joe Mixon. If this incident did occur and we had video of it, you probably would say he should never play in the NFL again based on what happened when he was at Oklahoma, correct? How does video change the way you think? Ray Rice, you know it and I know it. Had there been no video of the punch and knocking his fiance to the floor, had we not seen that, we know that he would have been playing again in the National Football League, correct? Right? He would have. Anyone think differently? He would have probably been suspended for six games, but Ray Rice would have been able to resume his career in the National Football League. How do I know that? Look at how many players have been able to resume their career after domestic violence charges. Look at Philadelphia. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles and what's going on with one of their players currently. Josh Sills was indicted after the game against the San Francisco 49ers. You ready for this? Rape and kidnapping charges. That's right. After the game, indicted. He allegedly forced a woman to perform oral sex on him, according to a police report that was first obtained by TMZ Sports. The 25-year-old engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual and held the victim against her will in an alleged incident. You ready for this? That occurred on December 5th, 2019. 2019. 
I'm not even going to read the reports on this particular podcast. If you're interested in reading the details, you can. But to say the least, they are unbelievably alarming. Okay? We don't have any video of that. If there had been video of that alleged rape, I guarantee you we wouldn't be talking about Sills being a player in the National Football League. For the record, Sills is maintaining his innocence. He is not allowed to participate in practices or travel while he is on the commissioner exempt list, which was done two days ago. Again, he is maintaining his innocence. So we'll wait and see how that plays out. But you know what's great? When you watch the Super Bowl, you might see players with the messages on the back of their helmets, stop hate. You may see it takes all of us. You may see a helmet that states inspire change. You know, all of those things would be great if the players that played in the National Football League held themselves to those standards and those absurd social media, social justice, not social media, social justice, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it would be great. It would be great if the players would live up to the crap on the back of their helmet. And as I said, there are teams in the NFL that don't put those messages on the back of their helmets. And I, for one, applaud those teams. I have told you very often, being a New York Giants fan, there's never been any messaging on the back of helmets, all right? And I am grateful for that, being a Giants fan, because I don't want to see it. I do not want to see it. It bothers me. It doesn't bother me enough to turn off the TV, but it bothers me. So, again, if you see a stop hate, or it takes all of us, inspired change, you know, it would be nice if the players that wore these helmets and played in the National Football League would live up to the standards of what is on the helmets in the National Football League. But seemingly, every week, we find out that just simply is not the case. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I will answer your question on next week's podcast. David wants to know, do you think Sean Payton can get more out of Russell Wilson? Well, you better hope so, because they're paying Sean Payton a hell of a lot of money. So they better get more out of Russell Wilson or the Broncos are in deep, deep trouble. Mitch wants to know, how is John Morant not an all-star? Well, he is an all-star. So I'm not really sure I understand your question. Adam said, does Brady's retirement change any of Aaron Rodgers' plans? No, I don't think so. I, I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to play a couple of more years. He still can play at a high level. So I don't know why Aaron Rodgers would think of not playing. I think Aaron Rodgers needs it for his ego for his stature and I think it's very important to him to keep playing and playing at a high level so I'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't play next season I also do not think he'll be on the Green Bay Packers Mike asked will Trey Lance be traded before the draft I doubt it especially with the uncertainty surrounding Brock Purdy I, I would say no Mike Here's the other issue. How much would you get for Trey Lance? Because he's still an unknown commodity. You don't really know if he can play or not. You have to be concerned about the injuries that he's had in the first two years of his career. 
So I would say no, he will not be traded before the draft. That is our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and just maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Rant. 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 And today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. Just go to Zoom180.com and look at the video yourself. I had a buddy that just received his Zoom 180 flashlight in the mail yesterday, and he said it is absolutely unbelievable. All right? He called it badass. And I'm like, yep, that's what it is. Go to Zoom180.com. Look at this revolutionary new flashlight with five LEDs. Check it out. Zoom180.com. What a disgrace that De'Aaron Fox was not put on the Western Conference All-Star team. Now, I believe he will be on the All-Star team because it would be unlikely that between now and then, a player doesn't get injured or have something happen where he's got to take the week off, whatever the case may be. So I do think Fox will be at some point put on the team. But the fact that you know coaches and fans and members of the media do not think that he is one of the top 12 players this year, not last year, not the year before, this year in the Western Conference through the first 50 games is absurd, okay? How does Paul George make the All-Star team? Seriously, how does that happen? I mean, the guy, how many games does he miss? Damian Lillard this year, you're putting him ahead of De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox is the starting point guard on a team that is third in the West and a game out of second behind the Memphis Grizzlies as I record this podcast. He's only missed three games. Game at Miami, home or games on the road at Cleveland and at the Knicks. All right, the guy in the fourth quarter has been as good as any player in the NBA this year. And that's not good enough for an all-star? It's absurd. And you know what else is a shame? His snubbing is taking away from DeMontis Sabonis in Sacramento because nobody's talking about him making the all-star team for the third time in his young career. Congratulations to him. He is no ifs, ands, or buts about it, an all-star. He deserved to get added. I think he should be starting in the game, but, you know, again, the fans have a lot to say about that. And if you're going to have fans vote, this is the nonsense you're going to have. But De'Aaron Fox not being added to the All-Star team, I don't understand that. That's a travesty. And that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody. And thank you so much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.